All right, well, so uh, TJ in the country with the 15th best Wi-Fi on the planet, which is apparently a rating system, um, fucked yeah, up just now and ruined the recording. So we had to uh, we had to start over on the recording. So sports, it's what yeah. we are. <laughs> what happened and a lot has happened since we last spoke a couple weeks ago. Um, LeBron James is now part owner of the Boston Red Sox. Myers Leonard, we'll, we'll get into that one. I'll probably get onto a little bit of a rant with that one. Um, shit, uh, uh, so much. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets are dominating right now. But still uh, in second place in the East. Yeah, and the Suns have a better record. But uh, All right. Okay, so all right, let's, let's actually let's just, just get let's it. just. I don't have to give a wrap, uh, 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 a lowdown of what happened in sports in the last two weeks. Let's just get into it. Welcome yes. to the riff. Yes, uh, I'm just gonna hit this off. So, the biggest story today by far, and if you guys haven't been paying attention to Twitter, you're obviously not real sports fans, was the NFL announcing their new ad revenue deals with ESPN and ABC. Huge, yeah, big, yeah, yeah. big time. That's a landmark. ESPN, ESPN Plus is going to host uh, or are going to be have, has two Super Bowls coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's still going to be, from my understanding, that those Super Bowls are still going to be on uh, ABC. ABC. But yeah. if you have an ESPN Plus subscription, you're going to have access to the way the way it, way it sounded to me is kind of like uh, if you have Directv during uh, like Masters Week for golf and you get like all the cool features with Directv. It's kind of kind of sounds like that, but on steroids. Yeah, like cool uh, uh, game angles and all that shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I do think that uh, so the big ones and again, you know, I, I've only briefly looked over the the statement from the NFL and it's only come out about an hour or two ago. Um, you know, the Amazon Prime is going to be the home of Thursday Night Football, like permanent, not the, you know, five games here, five games there. Bullshit. Yeah. Um, yeah. ESPN and ABC are going to get the Super Bowl. ABC will get the Super Bowl. Uh, although it will air on CBS in 2023, 2027, 2031, Fox in 24, 28, 32, NBC in 25, 29, 33. Um, overall, also CBS gets rights for AFC games uh, and they were also multicast on Paramount Plus. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they did that. Uh, so I, I actually watched the because it was on CBS this year and I had CBS All Access, which as of three weeks ago became Paramount Plus. I, I watched the the Super Bowl on CBS All Access wow. um, and I could have also they, watched it on Nickelodeon. They yeah. made, hold on, they made CBS Plus became Paramount Plus. CBS yeah. All Access became okay, Paramount Plus. Because so the reason is, is so Viacom, which is the parent company for CBS, realized that they were putting more programming on uh, CBS All Access than what was just CBS stuff. It was like pretty much all of Viacom's suite of programming. So things that they had on CBS and Nickelodeon and MTV and uh, and the Paramount Network and things like that, that it was just like, okay, let's rebrand. 
Now, Viacom is a telecommunications company, so they weren't going to call themselves Viacom Plus. So they, you know, the big subsidiary of their entertainment field, which is Paramount, and called it Paramount Plus, following trends like Disney Plus and Hulu Plus and things like which, that. Which makes sense. I, I think the bigger story here is is that the trend has obviously moved to the streaming platforms. Kidding me? Logical step. Yeah, I mean, it absolutely is. Um, I always make the joke with my friends that uh, uh, I'm looking. I want to create a device like a box, right? That has all of the like streaming apps into it. And then I want to take like a, like a wire, like a cable, so to speak. And I want to sell these boxes as a subscription to people. <laughs> oh, really? Can... <laughs> and then maybe you can, maybe you can offer like a uh, telephone and internet service too. Yeah, and they can like bundle it up if they get like multiple services. Exactly. And then, and then like my whole, catch is going to be how I'm going to make this like beneficial is I'm going to offer the worst customer service imaginable. So you're going to be sensual. Like yeah. That's the, that's the joke, Timothy. Way to go, Timothy. You did it. Sorry, Yay. Sorry. Yay. Uh, so I, I think though the big thing is that what this does to the NFL landscape and essentially what it shatters is this bullshit narrative that I've heard for the last two years, uh, even going back to the Kaepernick era, about how people were turning away from football because of political statement. Like, fuck off, man. It's football. You're going to watch. Like, I don't care. Yeah. It's like, it, dude, like, like, dude, are you going to watch the fucking Grammys? instead of watching football and by the way the grammys had the lowest ratings in their history this year all of the all of the award shows have been lately because at the end of the day we have enough politics on tv as it is anyway the awards shows used to be our escape from that it used to be our nights to pretend that we were like decadent and classy and to see things that we watch or things that we listen to and love win awards and pretend like we're with these people and we're so happy for them there's enough politics on TV. We don't, we don't, we need, we need an escape from something, right? I agree. No, you, uh, us as people, we need, we need escapism and entertainment and oh. in, in sports is what it is. Okay. Here's the only thing I'll, I'll, I'll say to that. I don't disagree, but I also think the award shows have been like a bunch of fucking boohoo about nothing. Like they don't offer any entertainment to me or value in the first place. Uh, and think we're seeing across the board just ratings are down for these big events like there's covid fatigue like well not yeah. only that people just don't want to be lectured anymore by self-righteous hollywood fucks exactly and you know what um to to bring this back to sports i'm a little mad at lebron the new okay. new part owner of the boston red sox look you knew i was bringing this up today okay. um you actually you told me, me to put a pin in it 
You yeah, told me to put a pin in it and save it for today's episode. You're going so, to make, you're, you're going to put me in an uncomfortable position of where I have to defend the guy that I don't even really care about defending. But go on. Listen, I'm not I'm not I'm not bashing um, LeBron. I'm saying that LeBron needs to if 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 you're going to be a social justice warrior, you need to be a warrior against all social injustice. And as and 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 whenever there's like a a, a BLM matter. LeBron, rightfully so, is one of the loudest voices. And it's awesome that LeBron James uses his voice because he's got one, right? Um, he's got one to, uh, uh, you know, be, be that voice for, on behalf of BLM. But when Myers Leonard uses the, the K word on, uh, on, on like an Xbox Live or PS4 Live, whatever he was playing... For him, he's getting a slap on the wrist and getting sent to Oklahoma City. Now, I don't care that he's probably not going to play in Oklahoma City. If if he said other words that weren't anti-Semitic slurs, it would be a completely different conversation in the sports uh, media right now, in the sports world right now. It totally would be. And LeBron is silent right now. LeBron okay. is silent. And that's, and that's where I have my bones to pick with LeBron, that he's first to speak on matters that are personal to him. And I get that and I understand that, but if you're going to be a social justice warrior, you need to be a warrior for all social injustice. All right, we go do you want to lay in before I dismantle this? <laughs> Dude, uh, I agree with Jason, you know, if, if Myers Leonard on his stupid Twitch stream had said the N word, he would be canceled every which way from Sunday and out of the league but because 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 he says the k-word he gets a slap on the wrist in a new destination okay look maybe maybe i have a little bit of a confirmation bias as as a as a proud jewish american um because that word the k-word that's not really just derogatory towards jews in general it's specifically jewish americans and you can listen to an an incredible conversation i think it's between patrice o'neill and Louis C.K., where they break down the etymology of where that word came from. Um, yeah. So I, I'm sorry. You, if you're going to speak out on on BLM matters, you need to speak out against anti-Semitic matters. You need to speak out against hate uh, 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 crimes against Asians. Jeremy Lin had this heartfelt story in the Players' Tribune about three weeks ago, and LeBron didn't comment on that. There was a shooting the other day in Atlanta. LeBron didn't comment on that. Okay, so here's my... So there's two levels that I want to address. First, the the first level is, are are we saying that there is a double standard for anti-Semitism and inequality towards African-Americans in terms of how it is dealt with in society? Yes, and I think that's because... Jewish people appear Caucasian, but I always say that I'm only white when it's convenient for other white people to group me in with them. Otherwise, I'm just a Jew. Okay, and I I hear that. I guess what I'm getting at here is, are we saying that, at least for me, and I feel like we all kind of agreed on this when we spoke about it last, was that the K-word is a level, some, you know, Unbelievably, it is worse than the N word because of the way. And you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna recant 
your statement a little bit. I don't think there's any level of, oh, well, the K word is like a level five word, but the N word is really only a level four word. Like, no, they're, they're both equally abhorrently disgusting words that should not be used by anyone. I, I, I agree. To disparage but anyone else. The, the, the difference is that in one, one is more commonly used amongst people in, in a cultural sense. And I'm not saying whether it's right or wrong, but it's a part of right. one culture. Whereas if you hear that word and you're, you're a Jewish American or you're Jewish and me not being Jewish, if I hear that word, it just, a flag comes up. It's like, no, I don't well, hear look, that word. To your, to your point, uh, Lil Dicky, he came out with a song on like his first mix mixtape called like Hard K. Mm-hmm. And it was like it almost ruined his career before it started. Like I've heard it, and I like I'm not gonna lie. Like the like the beat the beat slaps. Um, but like I gotta be honest. Like even though he's super Jewish, little Dicky, hearing him going like I'm a K and I'm going ham and I'm going ham, even though I'm Jewish, but I'm a K and I'm allowed to say it. Like it was a little weird. Yeah, it made and- me feel uncomfortable, even as a Jew. Him and- saying the word because it's it's not. Like I told you guys, like I don't go to my Jewish friends. I'm like, I don't go like, yo, what's up, my K's? Like, cause that's yeah. weird. And, and so I, I guess what I'm trying to get out of here is we've seen players in the MLB and in, in the NFL, they get caught. They've used this language. Uh, I, obviously with Twitch, it's, uh, this is a much more blatant, you're an idiot, you're live streaming. What are you thinking? But it, it's, I'm not going to say these guys have been slapped on the wrist, but by and large, they've had to explain to their teammates and and deal with it. Um, when it's a racial slur, and it's rarely been a anti-Semitic slur because it's so rare that someone even thinks to say that. In my opinion, like, how- well, I don't even think he really knew. But that doesn't make it. The, any- and no, and that, and that, and right, and, that, and there, there, there there needs to be a level of education behind this, but. And so this, this leads me to my, my second point about LeBron. Okay, he's gotten a lot of flack and people saying, you know, LeBron, oh, he just he bends over to China or whatever. Man, no, no, that, I think that is, that is a false narrative. First off, when we talk about issues that we want to champion, if we are of a minority or of a group of people that has felt disenfranchised or targeted through X, Y, and Z, whether it be Jewish, whether it be, Asian American, African American, like that is your life experience. So you have the authority to speak on that. Now, does that mean that you don't support other people standing up for them? I don't think so, but I think it would be almost disingenuine for LeBron to be like, man, anti-Semitism is a real problem we have in the NBA. Because my first question is, is it? Is anti-Semitism um, so a big problem I, um, in the NBA? I, I'm genuinely look, I'm not, I'm yeah, yeah. So here's I'm gonna, I'm going to answer just in general on anti-Semitism. Anti-Semitism is a bigger problem in America and the world as a whole, especially Europe, where you are right now, TJ. Then then the media really lets on. Yeah. Um. I and I I will. There are definitely times, and I'm not I'm not trying I'm not trying to pull a victim card here, but there are definitely times like I I proudly wear a high and a star of David under my shirt. And there was a whole thing a few months ago. It was there was like a hashtag called "My Jewish Privilege" because I forgot who it was. I think it was the 
um, that like senator or congresswoman from like Alabama or something who Marjorie Taylor this- Green, bro. There the, we go. The Jewish people don't realize that that QAnon shit has deep and dark roots. And you oh, start 100%. Going, right. Like we joke, like, look, Jewish people joke about like the Jewish space laser comment that she made. But it's but, not funny. Um, it's not funny. It's not funny like, when, we, when, we, when we joke about it, when my friends and I joke about it, it's because we know how this conversation ends. This is literally the conversations that led down the rabbit hole over, you know, close to 100 years ago. They got people thinking in a certain type of way that led to a fucking genocide. Like, mm-hmm. whenever, whenever you... Precisely. You know, that's why I, I really push back on, on people that kind of throw these random things out where they attach, you know. Right. Uh, it's it, scary. So when people say me, like, my Jewish privilege here, my Jewish privilege is, is that I proudly wear a high and a star of David around my neck under my shirt. That's my Jewish privilege. Because as proud of a, as proud of a Jew as I am, I'm sometimes kind of scared to, like, be so public and open about it. And I shouldn't be. So that's my Jewish privilege. And I guess what I think makes it tough for a person in the bronze situation is, although I don't for a second doubt that he is pro, you know, uh, social justice causes, I I just don't know if he's in a position to be the one telling other people about anti-Semitism. Like, that's not his experience, right? Mm -hmm. Like, well, yeah, exactly. Now, Julian Edelman, what Julian Edelman shared, I, I found that to be extremely... I like, loved what he, Julian Edelman yeah. shared. I shared it, it on perfect. my social media channels. Like I, it was, for those listening who don't know how Julian Edelman responded, and now Ju- Julian Edelman is like half Jewish, but he is very in touch with his Jewish roots. He's actually sponsored trips for the New England Patriots with Robert Kraft, who's also Jewish, to go to Israel um, and actually a tour guide who I've, who's taken me around Israel before has been the tour guide for the New England Patriots before. Anyway, Julian Edelman's comment, and it was a long uh, uh, like paragraph he wrote, but it essentially was like, hey, dude, about Myers Leonard. Hey, dude, I don't think you really understand the severity of the word that you just said. I don't even think you know that it really is or has these anti-Semitic connotations. But if you did, next time I'm in Miami, me and some of my friends would love for you to come over on a Friday night for a Shabbat dinner and, and, and see exactly what, you know, what, that we're really no different. We have some really tasty brisket and some really tasty chicken, and we're going to have some wine and, and have a good time together. And I'm paraphrasing what he said, but, and, and I guess, you know what, to your point, TJ, I, I'm like epiphanizing now, if that's the word for having an epiphany, um, to your point, TJ, you know, Julian Edelman is our social justice warrior as a Jewish athlete to speak up. So maybe it shouldn't be LeBron. So I. But, but I, I hear what you're saying in the sense that if you're an athlete and you're going to take those stands, they should be stands in general. Uh, mm-hmm. Not, not, not just, you know, I only fuck with my, my, my own harder and more difficult experiences. Uh, yes, you know, I'm. I'm not sure if you guys saw again. Another thing that broke today was the essentially the training uh, facilities that the NCA women's teams have gotten for their tournament compared to the men's, and it is 
a nightmare. I mean, well, yeah, like the disparity between the two is has never been so stark. Uh, and you can say, well, oh, there's less money, blah blah blah. Okay, but they're student athletes. Like, yeah, student athletes. Student athletes should be, you know, treated the same at the same level. Like you could make an argument. Oh, yeah, the WNBA player shouldn't be as treated as well because they don't. They've never turned a profit. But it's mm-hmm. college sports. They should be you treated know what? equally. I I I have a really good analogy um, that I saw online a couple days ago about the whole student athletes thing. And it was, if I'm a music major on a music scholarship through my school and I produce an album and it gets picked up by a label, I'm able to keep my scholarship. I'm able to stay in school. I'm able to produce that album. If I'm on an academic scholarship and I want to start a tutoring company while I'm in school to tutor kids because I'm smart with my academics, I get to keep my scholarship. I'm able to do that business still. If I'm a student athlete and I'm making my school millions and millions of dollars year over year, and I talk to an agent just once, I lose my scholarship and that's it for me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've seen people that are, they get frustrated with things like Title IX, you know, uh, which is the, 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 essentially the legislation. Equal amount, equal amount of women's sports as male sports. Yeah, the equality, yeah. Which I, I, I understand, you know, there's some frustration about that, but at the same time, it's like, if you don't provide these opportunities, and again, if we're trying to use this blanket, this bullshit argument that it is student sports, student athletics, you can't fucking move the goalposts for one set of athletes and, you know, say it doesn't apply. Like, it, we're operating under a false pretext in the first place. So at least try to fucking make it seem like you guys are trying to make it fair. And this is just another reason why the NCAA is the fucking worst. And I don't under, like we, we, we touched on this a few times, but like, can, can we dig into like, is at, at what point does, does it change? Uh, I think the only way that it ever changes is if it gets broken up as an antitrust situation. Well, yeah, or if, you know, all the players go on strike and say, no, we're not going to deal with this bullshit anymore. But they would never do that. And they would never do that, unfortunately. Can you imagine yeah. Can you imagine the voices? And I'm thinking, obviously, because inevitably the political far right, far left, they, they, they rally around these ridiculous things in sports and they, you know, oh, these kids are entitled. They, they think that they're this. But like, if, if kids were literally like, no, we're not going to play. They they say oh we you know you don't deserve to be there. Yeah, someone should take your place because someone should get an opportunity over you. Yeah, yeah, it's like oh, wait, someone should get an opportunity to get CTE and yeah, yeah, and not paid and you know have to deal with lifelong injuries. Yeah, exactly. But if I was on a music scholarship and I got discovered by like Warner Brothers while I was there and Warner signed me to their uh, to their label, I could produce albums and get my degree at the same time. I and yeah, keep I just, my scholarship. I would hope that in, and again, there's a lot of, I feel like one of the things that frustrates people and this kind of goes back to our conversation about the Grammys and all that shit going on right now is there's so much going on in the world because of media 
and the surplus of media that it's kind of had this effect of supercharging our progression. And if, if you want to talk about like your cultural progression, if that makes sense. And mm. if you look at just cultural progress in a hundred year span, usually maybe it's gone at this rate, all of a sudden it's like a fucking, you know, par- parabolic jump. And it's a rocket ship. Yeah. Yeah. So like, it's really sped up a lot of things. And if you're not comfortable with that, I, I guess I can somewhat sympathize with you being confused or mm-hmm. frustrated, but at the same time, when have sports not been a vehicle for upward mobility? Like, oh yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, it, it's it's the ultimate. I've always said what makes sports great, and I while I always encourage kids to play sports is because it gives you a real life experience of you know not only being part of a team, but how do you make yourself successful, make your team successful and what the benefits then can be for you. Uh, and sports give you that. And it teaches there, you hard work. It teaches you discipline. It teaches you respect for others. Um, you know, it, I, I look at other kids that, that didn't play sports and like, I don't want to say that there's a difference, but there's a level of character that I can kind of intrinsically tell even at 30 years old when I'm hanging out with someone whether they played team sports or not like yeah (laughs) it's a weird thing uh but almost all of my friends that play sports and I think even resoundingly across the sports world there's very few people that are like no I'm not okay with uh with with women getting the same treatment in their tourney as men like no, they're like it doesn't matter. It's like, man. come on, bro. They're, they're athletes too. They deserve yeah, all the same treatment. But yeah. but then on this on that note, should WNBA players like Sue Bird, right? I'm sure you guys saw ESPN today shared the yeah side by side with Sue. I think it was ESPN um, with Sue LeBron Bird and LeBron yeah. with 17 years in the NBA. But here's the difference, and and I don't think this is a Sue Bird problem. I don't think this is that she's not getting paid enough problem. The WNBA has a severe marketing problem. And oh, yeah. And that, look, the NBA has spoken about 24 7, 365. The WNBA is left about three months a year. And that's not Sue Bird's problem. That's the WNBA's problem. I'm not the expert. I don't know how you fix that. I don't either. Because, like I said earlier, they've never turned a profit. Never. So this right. is where like I have a unique, I have a unique kind of I guess insight. Not that I know the answer to that question because I don't. But like WNBA, as we've talked about, has continuously been essentially funded by the NBA, and I think that's very respectful. Like I love that the NBA does that, and I love that the players really support WNBA players, and honestly. Like I see those girls play, and I'm like, damn, dude, these girls can hoop. Dude, but, they hustle. They play yeah. hard. I mean, Sabrina Ionescu, yeah. like, these girls are so good. At the same time, on the professional level, it, you can't compare the two when 
the the end product is not the same you know so there's less exactly. revenue all those things now the flip side of that is okay look at the u.s men's national soccer team a history of underperforming a history of really playing far below the standard of u.s sports across the board okay like let's mm-hmm. forget for a second that you know soccer is not the u.s or like the sport for the u.s it doesn't matter. We've been good in every single sport. It's what we do. We fucking drink beer and we're good at sports. And our men's team has failed to make, they failed to make the World Cup in a group of fucking third world countries, okay? Trinidad and Tobago knocked us out in, 20, in 2018 qualifying. Now, our women's team, I can tell you as someone who watches way too much soccer, they are as entertaining to watch as a Real Madrid, a Barcelona, any of those teams. They are that good. Right. But on that note, our women's team also far excels compared to the other countries when it comes to soccer, because there's only two countries on the planet that actually put a focus on women's soccer. And that's us in Japan. And that's why the finals are almost always unilaterally between us and Japan. I mean, Brazil's always in there. The U.S. There are a lot of good teams, and like we but see the, the women's but, but, sport grow. So, so, but, so with women's soccer, with women's soccer, our best female athletes play soccer in, in the country. But for men's soccer, it's not our best athletes playing soccer. It's not even our second or third best athletes. It's our fourth and fifth best athletes. Great example. Odell Beckham Jr. is probably one of the best soccer players of all time, but he plays football. And then, like, American football, just to clarify. Yeah, yes, and I guess what, what I'm getting at here, though, is that the U.S. women's team sued the, essentially, the American uh, national team organization two years ago because of the pay disparity between the two and the fact that the women make so much less than the men's team. However... The women bring in more money than the men's team. And more success. And more success. And that's where I have a problem because it's like, we, we can't, like, if we're going to go with a profit based on revenue, which I'm, I'm okay with, then those girls need to get their profit because the men's team has not, even though on the global stage, FIFA pays out more for, you know, making the World Cup as men, I... Uh, our women's team has generated an absurd amount of money that the men just don't even come close to. Um, Oh yeah. Because again, our best female athletes play soccer and we're a country that actually values as a whole. I'm not saying that there's not corruptions within the United States national teams. Um, And our, our, our country as a whole uh, uh, values female soccer where other countries don't. So we're able to excel in that realm because our top female athletes play soccer. Our top male athletes do not play soccer. Our second top male athletes do not play soccer. Our third top male athletes do not play soccer. And well, I think by and also, large, yes, no, you, you, you're totally right there. But I think there's also something to be said for the way that the U.S. women's national team has been able to galvanize their success. Um, like for me, right? I. I'm a casual women's soccer fan to say the best. Like the World Cup is just about it. But 
I'll never forget like my first experience memory of U.S. soccer is Mia Hamm. Like you guys all remember that when they won. The I remember World. the commercial with her and Michael Jordan with the, the Gatorade commercial. Yeah. You can do anything yep. better than you. No, you can't. Yes, you. I can. Yeah. Like yep. that, that in my opinion, put women's soccer on the map and girls have been falling and chasing that dream and it's encouraged a whole new generation and this new generation has done the same and will continue to see it grow which is great the basketball side i don't know if maybe there's not the global market the global excitement for it because basketball is such a smaller market that i think that's actually it but i think there is because a lot of these girls who play in the wnba end up playing overseas in the off season and actually get paid more. Really? Yeah, like Diana Taurasi, she plays in Russia. She's she's played in Russia every offseason since she got in the league, and wow. she makes like a million dollars a well, season maybe over the, in Russia. Maybe the problem with the WNBA is the summertime. Like uh, XFL, USFL, all like other iterations, iterations of, uh, of football have taken place in the summer, and People don't want to watch football in the summer. Maybe people don't want to watch basketball in the summer. The summertime is about no. baseball and beer. Yeah, baseball, I, beer, and vacation, and that's it. Yeah, so maybe maybe move the WNBA season to the fall and see if you create, can create more traction. And don't give me this bullshit that they're sharing arenas with NBA teams. How do we get that to work? Plenty of teams share their arena or their stadium with other teams, yeah. and they get it to work. It's a logistical nightmare, maybe, but it'll be if, it, if that can make WNBA a cash cow worth every penny. Yes. Um, yeah. Exactly. And and it, to me, it, it's frustrating when these and, and maybe we have the luxury of you know throwing these ideas out without you know worrying about the repercussions if maybe we were in you know Adam Silver's shoes or, or something like that. But these don't seem like major issues to solve and that's why it gets frustrating for me when I see like some of this stuff just it's repeated it's like man come on yeah uh yeah constantly regurgitated about the same issues over and over yes yes um okay so now you know let's just do a full full 180 I want to kind of switch gears here and just touch on the fact that wow how awkward things got for Deshaun Watson in the last 48 hours. So, yeah, we found out he's into butt stuff. Uh, like, joking aside, yeah, man, I don't know if we should be making jokes. So when, when it first came yeah, out yesterday yeah. or the day before, and one of you texted it to me, I was like, you know what? This sounds kind of sus. Deshaun might really be innocent because apparently he was extorted first for, like, a high six-figure number or told that they were going to bring it to a lawsuit. But now more women are coming forward. And you know what? Mm, yeah. There's, there's this yeah. probably a reason Deshaun Watson hasn't been traded yet. There's a caveat here, though, that I think is worth throwing out. These cases that are being put forward, there's four of them, and they're all from the same lawyer. And that same lawyer is like in this, lives in the same neighborhood as the Texans owner. Yeah. I, it's a little sketchy. There's but look, um, I, I don't I, I think uh we here at the riff need to 
it, it's we'll leave it to the lawyers. No, I, I, I agree. I'm a firm believer. I'm a firm fan of, you know, Occam's razor, uh, which for anyone not familiar, you guys maybe aren't familiar. It's literally just a theory that likely the simplest explanation is the right explanation. Uh, and as much as I think there's, it is suspect that all this is happening. The dude has a relation with the Texans owner and it would be a tremendously nefarious fucked plot if the Texans owner was willing to do this to Deshaun Watson to force him into staying with Houston. But yeah, I'm, I'm making a big jump by putting those dots together. Yeah, oh yeah, it's, say it's, the, it's a big leap. <laughs> yeah, look, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say look, innocent until proven guilty. However, too many women are coming forward. It's like more every hour. I, I gotta, you gotta, but look, you're, you, we shouldn't, we shouldn't uh, uh, deny or reject a woman's statement and I'm, let's let this, let this play out in court. Again, I'm just going to say like, if, if this was in the court filing document and this is too real for me to believe that it was not happen, did not happen, but Watson then got more specific and asked plaintiff to work on the inner part of his anus, the lawsuit says. Cool. Yeah, yeah, he's in the butt stuff. It's he's he's cool. he's being exposed for being a freak. <laughs> like, if you believe in this is totally bullshit, whoever wrote this is like, whoa! Right? Uh, it's like if it's it's so un, it's so unbelievable that like you can't make this up. Yeah, you know, I I remember. Uh, yeah, I yeah, it's I look, I I I hope. I'm gonna. There's two sides to this. I. I hope these allegations aren't true, because they are very graphic allegations. But if they are, and they probably will turn out to be true to some extent, I hope that Deshaun Watson um, does more than just say he's sorry, and I hope that he. He walks away from the NFL. He should not, he should not, he should not have a job that pays him millions and millions and millions of dollars if he's going to be, if he's going to use that for okay, this so, weird thing. So, so here's, it's, it's such a fine line, man. We, we talk about how we hate people getting canceled. And I, I, if, again, I, it does all depend on what, happens if this goes to court etc cetera, etc cetera. i don't want to just hear another guy say oh you know i'm sorry uh, I, I but also if he has to walk away i mean robert Kraft literally got popped essentially getting a handy paying for it like well that got swept under the rug so exactly and that's the double standard of sports yeah um now i don't want to say that they're the same, but they're kind of the same. Yeah, like, <laughs> like they're kind of the same. He's asking for certain services from a massage place, yeah. and so yeah, where do you draw? Where do you where do you draw the line? The lines are kind of blurred. And, and I also, as a huge Mike Vick fan. And, and having gone through as an Eagles fan, the experience of 
a player with such vitriol around him coming to your city and your team and all the hate that that generated. Uh, I firmly believe that just like anyone else in our country, if, if someone does break the law. compare the two. I don't no, know hold on. Listen to, me. Listen, to, listen to me for a second. If he did these things and, and he is found guilty in a court of blah, 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 and he serves whatever time excessively or, or whatever the ruling is, like, I, I think it's hard for me to say. I, I believe that even after he's served time, he can't. Like I'm banning him from a career, be, even though he's paid the penalty, right? Yeah. Like, why damn the guy further when he's already paid his penance? Uh, I mean, I'm not. That doesn't minimize what it is, but if like, we we got to be allowed to, or people have to be allowed to make it right, you know? Uh, yeah. And. Ultimately, it, it comes with, and we see this in sports time and again, if you have the talent and if you have the, the, the mindset, et cetera, and you can win, a team will look past a lot of character flaws. In well, my opinion, uh, yeah. in my opinion, I mean, he's going to have to get found guilty of some real fucked up shit for a team to not be paying him to be playing quarterback. Well, yeah, if if uh you know to bring up an example if the scandal that kobe went through in the early 2000s if that didn't take him down i don't think this will take deshaun down unless he did some real sinister shit yeah and, and again there's one of the i know like one call it unfortunate call it necessary call it whatever you want one of the side effects of the twitter era we live in is this rush to judgment on these issues uh we shouldn't expect Deshaun to like it's I don't think the owner should be on him to say like I'm gonna walk away from football because I made a mistake. I mean yeah. if he is guilty and he does, you know, whatever the pays his time and a team's still willing to pay him to play, I don't yeah. have a beef with him playing. Like, dude, people in the NFL have uh, resumed their careers and done way worse shit yeah, I mean, than what Deshaun is accused of. Like, you know, people always said with Ray Rice, Ray Rice got, you know, what he did was so horrible and it, part of it was because it was seen on camera. Yeah, it was terrible, horrendous. Other guys in the NFL had certainly done things that bad, but they just weren't yeah. caught on camera. Yeah, Dante Stallworth Killed a killed guy. Killed a man. He killed with a his man. car. Killed a guy and right. still was able to play in the Super Bowl the next year. I mean, Ray Lewis, who I've defended, had murder allegations for years. Like, still a very sketchy situation there. Uh, yeah. And and I'm not knocking those guys at all because that's just how the system works with Ray Rice. Everyone said that, you know, he, he was one of the first people to get canceled. No, Ray Rice was on the back end of his career, and it was the product of him getting a guy, a running back, that had seen 30-plus touches a game. Didn't he, like, drag his wife across the parking lot? 
No, bro. He knocked his wife the fuck out. Fuck out. In an, in an elevator. elevator. Yeah, in an elevator. elevator. Who was the one? Who was the one? There was, there was another NFL player. And, like, this is disgusting that this is, like, a theme between the NFL players. But I know. Like, who, like, punched his wife in the face in a parking lot and then, like, dragged her by the hair into the car. Oh, I, 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 it sounds familiar. I just don't know who it is. It's, uh, okay, so I'm going to, again, I, I hate defending these like, spots and it's like, oh, I don't like to defend this. I don't know if it's the NFL or something conducive to the NFL. Ruben Foster. That... It was Ruben oh, Foster. Oh, my God, that's right. Oh. I was like that. Yeah, I'm sorry. Look, it, we said this last episode with the 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 Indian team names that or the Native American team names. I'm sorry that if you're going to you 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 can't draw the line and be like this is fucked up, but it's cool, and this is fucked up, but you need to be. It's it's all or nothing. It's all or nothing. Okay, you know any any other job that you're in, if you get arrested for 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 rape your job is at risk if you get arrested for beating your wife your job is at risk it like stop just because they're nfl players and they're in the me it's it's if 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 deshaun watson is found guilty of these counts of of molestation because i don't think it's really rape i think it's molestation i'm not so sure i'm not a lawyer but whatever it is if he gets found guilty of this Okay, and, and, and I hear you, and I'm not, it's not a matter of them being NFL players or Kobe being a basketball player that makes him above that, in my opinion. It's a matter of your talent exceeds the exposure that these teams are willing to, the negative spotlight these teams are willing to put themselves under. And maybe that's a system flaw, but just like a Wall Street banker that works for, Goldman and Sachs, if he gets busted for, you know, insider trading and spends five years in jail or whatever, when he's back, he's going to get signed by another firm, you know? Oh, I yeah, mean, 100%. It's talent. It sucks that that's kind of the way it is, but... Yeah, it's not fair, but it's, it's what it is. it is. Yeah, and so, you know, last time we talked about with the team names, it's important that we don't forget those names we don't forget that we thought it was yeah, okay. don't yeah don't erase the history yes because you're damned to repeat yourself if you do yes and i think it's important that if these allegations about you know deshaun watson if they are true and if he does you know rehab his image in however many years and come back we don't forget that this was a part of his story but i don't know if it's the right way to deal with the problem to just completely can him and throw him away. Like, yeah. It, and I know that may... No. I, and I, I... But do you see how there's Sorry, a difference? I disagree. I disagree. No, but there, there's not. There's not. You can't be like, hey, this is fucked up but still permissible. Here's the line. Like, I'm sorry. If you commit a crime in any other profession, your job and your livelihood is at risk of being completely flipped upside down. So yeah. it shouldn't, there shouldn't be any, any different. This shouldn't even be a conversation in my opinion. Okay. If Deshaun Watson is guilty, he should be done. And 
are you saying that he should not be allowed? The NFL as an institution should not, should be banned from signing him. Is that what we're saying? Or are we saying the Texans should release him? Because I think those are two different uh, things. I think the Texans should release him. And he needs to do time or something. And then, and then try out, go the Michael Vick route. Okay. Go to prison. Go to prison, do your time, get an opportunity to try out for a team, and if you make a team again, after all that, you did your time. Okay, but that's what I'm saying, and I'm saying that's what happens with these guys, and I don't think that's a problem. Like, am I wrong in thinking that you're disagreeing with that route of, you know, if you do the crime, do pay the time, or... Yeah, no, no, no. I'm all for that because I really feel like if we're going to, and I don't think you can compare Deshaun Watson to Michael Vick um, or even, you know, or, or even rape or, you know, they're, 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 they're all heinous crimes in their own right. Um, but Michael Vick, I've, I've said before on this podcast, he truly has a tone and is still atoning. And I think that Michael Vick apologizes all the time. And he always apologizes still because he knows it'll it'll never be right. Like he'll never he'll never fully make it right. But at the end of the day, he did his time. He's a huge supporter for like the ASPCA now. I mean, he's the face against animal cruelty. He's done so much rehabilitation and 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 truly has learned the error in his way. And, and, and he had to come back. The, you know, he was, it wasn't just like the Eagles signed him. He had to try out, and he was a third-string quarterback. We discussed this. And then he, he worked his way back up through the ranks. Yeah. So I, if Deshaun Watson or any of these players who beat their wives, who, who rape women, who act inappropriately and illegally, um, I think they need to be removed from the NFL – until they pay their debt to society. And once that society debt is paid, they can then have an opportunity if a team is willing to put them through their system. And that social debt, who is setting the price? Uh, that's prison time. That's, I mean, that, that, that's dealt with by the Okay, divorce, okay, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so in that case, like, I'm just looking at this again from a, uh, I don't want to say a business standpoint, but if I'm the Texans and the pressure is on me to release this guy, I'm not doing anything until this goes to court. This is, I mean, I hate to say that, but like, this is a huge asset, you know, you, you kind of have. And, and let's, let's bring it all back together for a second. There's no criminal charges that have been filed against him yet. Yes, yes. It's all uh, civil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and if it's all civil, hold on. Like, that's – we're not talking about a crime, per se. We're talking about civil uh, – indecent exposure, I believe. Uh, yeah, it's what I said in the lawsuit, indecent exposure. Yeah, and that doesn't make it better. But it doesn't. But there's a difference. Yeah, there is a difference. He hasn't been charged with anything yet. Yeah, so I'm not, if I'm the Texans, I am in no way 
rushing no. to do anything. Yeah, exactly. Right? No, yeah, I'm not rushing to do anything until this plays out. And and that's why Deshaun Watson has not been traded yet, even though we know there's teams that would drool all over him, cough, cough, the Chicago Bears, who ended up signing Andy Dalton. But I think the flip side of that, if the Texans knew anything about this, it would have been in their best interest to have flipped him before. Yeah, so they could, they didn't have to deal with the with this. negative press. Yeah, yeah, like because any way you cut it at this point, this is going to be a story well in the summer in the camp. Like, it's not a pretty situation. No, it's not. You know. Yeah, and yeah, and speaking of training camp and all that good stuff that comes with the NFL offseason, I think this is the perfect time to transition into NFL free agency that's been going on this week. I'm surprised the amount of money that's being spent like by one team and that's the and that's the patriots yeah we're tom, gonna, t- 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 <laughs> so TJ. tom brady <laughs> tom, tom brady pissed off bill belichick by winning the super bowl with a different team that bill was like fuck it i'm spending everything yeah so we Look, it's if you don't know the NFL or if you think you know the NFL, but you really don't, you would think, who who the hell did they sign? They signed a bunch of great defensive players. And, I mean, they're going to probably, on paper, they probably have the one of the best defensive defensive teams in the NFL now. They signed um, the two best free agent tight ends. Yeah. No, but they, were, there was a, but they, have, a, they have a strong defense now. I agree, but you're selling them this. Yeah. I know, but this was <laughs> – so anyway, uh, in our in our group chat, I was just like surmising it. In our group chat, I said to TJ, "This team still doesn't make the playoffs." Oh, we have a bet. I'm not gonna grab my popcorn. And I'm just gonna sit back and watch. We have a bet. We have a bet. I I don't think they even make the wild card. So I don't think they even make the playoffs because I think the AFC East is the Bills to lose, and I think the AFC as a whole is a lot more competitive than than the Bills. I don't think Cam Newton is the leader that that team needs. I know you don't need a stud quarterback to make it to the Super Bowl because the 49ers did it a couple of years ago, but you might need that stud leadership type of quarterback in order to win a Super Bowl. I don't think Cam Newton has it in him and has it in him anymore. I'm uh, I'm going to say that I'm willing to bet a Benjamin on it that they do not make the playoffs in 2021-2022 season. Like this is the most easiest bet to ever take in you know in history. Honestly, <laughs> I think I should. Uh, uh, I think I, I don't think it should be like an even bet. Um, oh, you you think you should get like better odds or something? I mean, I'm just I'm simply stating the fact absolutely. that you're you're betting on or you're saying that Bill Belichick will not make the playoffs for back to back years. The Patriots that has not happened Correct. in over two. Decades. I think the Patriots dynasty. I think the Patriots dynasty has fallen. I'm just not willing to dance on that grade. I've done it too many Listen, times. I, look, it might be the Giants fan in me. It might be the New York sports fan in me that's just a homer against Boston sports. I fucking hate Boston sports, bro. Uh, uh, but listen, I'm, I'm going to say I, I do not think that – I think Bill Belichick lost control of that team when Tom Brady left, and I do not think he'll be able to regain that control, and I don't care how good of a defense they have. I don't care how good of tight ends they have. At the end of the day, I do not think that Bill Belichick and Kingham Newton can get the job done and bring that team to the playoffs. I know I sound like Colin Cowherd right now, so suck my dick, but uh, that's my bet. That's my bet. No, I, I you, don't, you, don't, 
You don't sound like I Colin mean, like Collier. in my rhetoric. I mean, in my rhetoric. No, no, um, no. I, I'm no. You sound like Mike Francesca in your rhetoric. Cold <laughs> takes. <laughs> so just just for the record, uh, the Patriots. So it's Yes, deal. The Patriots have the most players out of any team in the NFL last year that opted out of playing because of COVID, including, I think, four or five of their starting projected starting defensive players. And they still went seven and nine over the Cam Newton, who hadn't played in over almost two years. Like the upside, like there's only that team's only going to get better. Uh, yes, the Bills are very, very good, but so much can happen in the course of the season. Like, I'm just not. Bill Belichick yeah, knows if, how to do these things. Because with the Bills, I don't if think they're making the playoffs, yeah, the with Josh Bills, Allen, yeah. bro. If Josh Allen goes down, guess who gets to be the starter? Mitch, Mitch. Trubisky. <laughs> like, and you can't tell me. You mean you mean team, Mitch Trubisky? That team was Ugh. Mitch Trubisky. He's Ugh. now Mitch Trubisky. The thing that I've always admired about the Belichick era in New England has been interchangeable parts okay the ability of them to bring in guys that literally were playing lacrosse at penn state and just have them become receivers and fit and like what's fucker yes they've proven that they can do yeah that. like what's what bills bro, if 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 josh allen gets hurt and we forget he's a quarterback that does nothing but take huge hits he trucks people he, he has that body like big ben uh God forbid he gets hurt. I don't have any faith in that team to to be able to to succeed. Their run game is not that strong. Their defense is porous, and Josh Allen is a MVP talent, but he is the heart of that team. Yeah, Cam Newton just has to be average. Yeah, exactly. I don't think I, but I don't think he. I I think the Cam Newton boat has sailed. And look, I, I I could be wrong. I'm a man of my word. So if I lose my bet, I will I will zell you a hundred bucks. Or if they have Venmo, wherever the fuck you are, I will Venmo you. Yeah, there's um, no Venmo in Europe apparently. No, <laughs> uh, the other shit, bro. Actually, I don't know if there is because PayPal is an American company, and I don't know if PayPal exists in Europe. It and PayPal exist. owns Venmo. It's just a, it's just a bitch. So I'll sell you. I'll sell you and you can sell me. But when you lose, I want a vial of your tears also with that. Give me your tears, gypsies. <laughs> no, I was thinking more like uh, Scott Tennerman must die. <laughs> I want to lick your... I want your tears. What the fuck? Yeah, what did you just weird. say, TJ? Weird. That was a, I haven't seen that. Yeah, you're that in a weird, while. yeah. That was a great... That was like probably the best South Park episode of all time. Been a while. Yeah, it's like, been yeah, a minute. Like, yeah. It's like yes. that's a twenty-year-old episode for sure. That came yes. out like a one, I bet. <laughs> um. <laughs> anyway, I, think, I yeah, I think yeah. Let's it. wrap. Let's let's wrap up with uh, throughout this entire NFL offseason. What has been the most surprising signing for me uh, from your perspectives? Mm. Hmm. I need to think about that. I'm gonna go with. Are we talking free agents? Yeah, free agents. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna do two. I, I think Will Fuller to the Dolphins is a very exciting pick for them. Uh, I, I didn't expect no, that. Yeah, a it, weapon it, for Tua. Yeah, a weapon for Tua, and also really positions them nicely. If God forbid they they want to go after Jamar Chase and ruin the Eagles' draft, um, that would be 
very dope for them. Um, but the team that is, I think, the most exciting with what they've done, look what the Raiders have done, bro. They've just gone out and stacked up on both sides of the ball on the line, and I'm all for well, yeah. that. Yeah, they just signed Kenyon Drake to a two-year deal, and now now you got a one-two punch of Josh Jacobs and Kenyon Drake. I think that's going to be exciting. Yes, yes. So that those two for me. Um, also, love to see Trent Williams get paid. Like that. Did, didn't good. he? Ju- didn't he just get paid by San Francisco? Yeah, no, I'm saying I'm, I'm happy that he got that deal. Oh, okay. I thought you, you said you were looking for looking oh, to see. I think he set the record. He did it for all time for alignment. Yeah. So my one, and I think, you know, it's, I think it's everyone's one to a certain extent, JJ Watt going to the Cardinals of all teams. We were thinking maybe Pittsburgh, maybe, maybe green Bay, but the Cardinals came out of left field and be like, okay, we'll, we'll give you, we'll, you know, we'll back the Brinks truck up. (laughs) How much does it matter? Like I, uh, yeah. In, in I, May, he, he's not going. He, he went for this. He didn't go for the. He didn't go for the ring. He went for the money. Well, yes, you could say the same thing about AJ Green too. He he went to Arizona for the money. Which I just again, you sign these players, and in, in every March and April before the draft, we we talk and we see, oh, this team's the best on paper. Man, come come September is a different story. You know. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. Like, uh jason you got a favorite i mean if i have to uh if i have to choose not jj watt because rico took it i don't look i i was joking in our group chat when i was like do you guys need peanut butter for this this signing today um i think he i think what he provides uh we need we don't we don't have like a veteran and he's kyle rudolph yeah yeah, Kyle Rudolph, a guy who I think I think I think, but I think just what he provides is just like look. I mean, you, look, you made me like I'm grasping at straws here, man. Like you said, JJ Watt, which was gonna be mine. I'm not gonna say Patrick Peterson, even though I think that's an interesting one. Um, it's an interesting one. Your guy's best, in my opinion, pass catcher is a tight end. Like, am I wrong on that? The Giants' best receiver is a pass catcher. Who's that? Uh, the tight end. What's his name? Uh, Evan Ingram. <laughs> the yes. tight end. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram is. Evan Ingram yeah. doesn't know how to catch a fucking ball, dude. Listen, I'm just saying. Look, I'm saying that to have look, Kyle Rudolph is the is the mature vet now on our offense, and I think. I think what he offers off the field is going to be more than what he offers on the field. Look, dude, you made me fucking say something. <laughs> hey man, you were the one who got super stoked on it, trying to like hype up. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's a good signing. I think it's a good signing. I mean, what was the fucking contract for? It's like fourteen million. It's not a lot. For like maybe what was it, two years or something like yeah. that? Two I'll take years, your... fourteen million or something. Jared took to the to the Chargers all day over that. Oh yeah, Jared Cook to the Chargers is a way better deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, meanwhile, the Eagles have signed one player, uh, forty number forty six, uh, Killerman, running back, practice squad. Yeah, really cool. Um, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But uh, hey, have you learned how to pronounce your head coach's last name yet? That's a no. <laughs> <laughs> Sirianni. Get on that. 
Oh, no. did, you to, did you just have to Google it? No, you just had to I think did. for Siriani? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Italian. That, hey, I speak good Italian, oh. but uh, you know, boys, until next time. From the Riff, I'm Jason. I'm Rico. And this is Teej. Signing off. Riff out.